Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Coastline Podcast. Keep going. Take my job. No. Please? No. It <laughs> <laughs> was good though. Yeah. I actually had like a whole poem ready to go and it was an iambic pentameter haiku. and haiku? I wanted people. No, no, not a haiku. Do you know what a haiku structure is? Uh, not off the top of my five, head. 575. Five, five, five. Yeah. Can someone quickly come up with a haiku about Easter? It was a good day. Eggs were found and Jesus is alive. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> there you go. There's your Easter wow. haiku. I Off the top of the dome. In Jesus' name. Off the t- no. It wasn't a prayer. My favorite part was thank you, bye. Thank you, bye. <laughs> and that's kind of how we're all feeling <laughs> after this <laughs> Easter season. Yeah. Thank you, bye. It's the title of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, thank you, bye. And it's funny because we had a great time at Easter, and I think we'll get into all of that, but... All of us, I think at a certain point in the past couple of days have wanted to say bye, not only to- You mean in the past 40 <laughs> days plus? Well, yeah, it's been it's been a season of, can't wait for this to be over. And it was so great and we got to the end, but it's so fun to sit here and reflect because it was a lot of work getting there. And of course, I'm talking about Easter. I'm talking about Holy Week, Lent, everything that happened here at Coastline. We are sitting at the end. I, I remember when you pitched the series, Garrick, mm-hmm. Repent and Renew. And they're just dates on a calendar. And now we're here. Now it's done. If Garrick today could talk to Garrick then, what would you say? What's one thing you'd say to yourself? Worth it. Okay. Yeah. Nikki, what about you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would say worth it, worth too. It? it was good. I mean, honestly, it was a great, great season. I'm so tired. And <laughs> it was fantastic. So, yeah. You're so tired. Yeah. No, you seem pretty yeah. enthusiastic, also, actually. <laughs> the team, I don't want Garrick to get mad at me for not being enthusiastic. So, I think the team has, it, it's kind of like vacation fatigue. Like, it was a great time. Like, you've had a great vacation. You know how you come back from it's a great vacation? It's the opposite tired? of vacation fatigue. We just worked our tennises <laughs> off. No one's been on vacation. We're like, say, we're like a marathon no, fatigue. <laughs> you got you to gotta understand the whole theme. Like, vacation it was a great moment. It was a great time. We we loved our time, but we're tired of from all the things that we did. Yes. I would say Lent and <laughs> Easter has been that way for me, apparently, and not the rest of the team. It was good for me, too, Garrick. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> it was great. We worked so hard. We yeah. did work hard. It was a lot so of work, hard. but, you know, good things all are hard. They take a lot of work. And I think we put a lot of effort into this season and it really paid off. I think people were excited about it. I know that I had a lot of great feedback from the booklet to the podcast and then especially Easter Sunday. So let's, let's go there. Let's start with Easter Sunday. It's six 30 in the morning. What's going on? Who's at the park? What's the weather like? What's the grass like? What's going on? It's a, uh, you, me and Nikki, <laughs> right? And I'm texting the team saying, hey, my shoes are soaking wet. Just be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were really, it was very really damp. wet. Very damp. And we had 600 chairs. So let's first, let's talk about the chairs. Let's shout out some chair volunteers because we had quite a bit out there setting up chairs. My, my first thought is Luke Vieira Lambert. Oh, who, yeah. Who was what very helper, upset. Man. At how early he had to get there, which was funny because his mom was yelling at him going, you chose this. He signed up on the sign up genius to do chairs. And he's like, okay, cool. And it's like, if a service starts at 10 and there are 600 chairs, let's reverse engineer that. What time do you think you need to get there? 930? 830? No, 6.30, my friend. So we were there early setting up, super fun. Nikki, at that point, you know, everything's starting to come together. 
what are you feeling? Is it anticipation? Is it excitement? Is it dread? What What's going through your mind and your heart as the chairs start to get unloaded and the U-Haul gets there? Uh, probably a little excitement and a little anxiety all at the same time. Like, is is this actually going to happen? We've got, you know, three hours and we need to be done. And <laughs> <laughs> and can we do it? It's one of those things where it's like either it happens or it doesn't, but yeah. it has to happen. It's happening yeah. no matter what. It's just how well is it happening at that point? So Rochelle, while you're there watching Nikki stress out, are you like, I'm going to execute or I'm going to be there for Nikki as she spirals? I think my- I was not spiraling. She was not spiraling. <laughs> I will say I went into the morning being like, how can I be as helpful to Nikki so that she's not stressed out as humanly possible? Because it's just a lot. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of details happening all at the exact same time. And it's kind of like- it's kind of like cooking a like a really intricate meal mm. where you have to have like four different pots going at the exact same time and the timing is very important yeah. for what mm-hmm. you do when. Um, and so you can plan ahead all you want, but some things are going to take an extra 10 or 30 minutes or an hour and you did not plan for that and you yeah. have to kind of adjust. So I think my head, I was going into it thinking, okay, I'm going to try to, just show up and tell me what to do and try to do that. So, And I think it came across that there was like a real team element of for being there on the ground setting up, but that wasn't the only thing happening. There was the stage and there was all the sound. So Michael, take us back to Saturday. What was that process like getting there, getting everything set up? Because a lot of people don't know that, you know, you show up, on Easter Sunday and the band's going and everything's great, but that doesn't always happen. You know, there's not always a stage in Veterans <laughs> Park. Michael's not always just ready to go. What was Saturday like for you? Saturday was was uh, a long day. Um, so Nikki actually met me at the park, and we had to place the stage and tell the, tell the dudes where they were going to put it. Um, and so we, you know, we deliberated a little bit and found the, found the spot. And then I left, went home, came back, Three hours later, and wait, the stage. you left, and Nikki put the stage up herself, yeah. single-handedly. You know, I wouldn't know because I wasn't there, so <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so I came back, and unfortunately, uh, the stage was not ready. So the band uh, waited around for about an hour to get it ready, and then we we got going. It was um, so cold, and it was, it was so cold, crazy cold. I mean, like there was a fog that came in and literally it was like the, it looked like this misty park. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was very foggy. And then, uh, once rehearsal was done, I went to go to my car and the, the sunset was in full effect and the fog was gone and it was warm. So, you know, just cold for rehearsal. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I was, I was there until probably about five forty-five, six o'clock. Getting ready to just rock and roll in the park, baby. Getting ready. Sean, you were looking at your weather app all week. I forgot to do that all week leading up to Easter. I, I, I kind of left it out of my hands. When you it's saw, a real powerless feeling, yeah, let yeah. me tell you. You just watch watch the weather slowly change. You can do nothing about it. When you see the weather and it's one thing and you don't want it to be that thing, are you changing your sermon to reflect the disappointment in the weather? Or <laughs> can you, you imagine? Yeah, no. I can. No, I can. That's I would, why I asked. No, I would never do that. No, it was watching it just wondering how hot or how cold is it going to be and knowing that too hot or too cold will both make people miserable. So, and the people want to know what point did you choose your outfit when it came to looking at the weather? Uh, two, maybe a day before mm-hmm. it went back and forth between two outfits. You know, I think the day before I settled on it, and the, I, I really had a hard time with the shoes. 
I bought two pairs of shoes. I sent them both back. I didn't like either one of them. One was a blue pair of suede shoes. The other one was, uh, did you just turn off the recording? Is this boring? No. I was saying what time it was. The next (laughs) part was uh, some brown leather shoes, and I, I didn't like either one of them. Such a diva. Yeah, <laughs> didn't want to be like you asked like Elvis. I'm just here for the the blue suede shoes would not have the worked Easter in content. the uh, swampy grass. Yeah. No, it yeah. would have been awful. It would have been awful. I that would have been the sermon. Well, folks, <laughs> came here and my shoes are really wet. They were wet anyway. My oh. socks were soaked. And you didn't mention it once on stage. No, awesome. <laughs> For once, yeah. <laughs> for once, I had a thought that I didn't say from stage. Wonderful. So Saturday, the stage gets set up. Michael, I I've been waiting this whole time to ask you about this. What were the security guards like who were helping us guard the stage? Oh, they were, they were funny. I mean, right in the middle of rehearsal, the one lady walks up and she goes, "Excuse me, uh, I think this is where I'm supposed to be." And I'm literally in the middle of like a song, and I I'm like, "Okay, everyone, stop." I'm like, um. Yeah, you're you're an hour early <laughs> from when you were supposed to be here. Yeah, but what am I supposed to be doing here? Um, yeah, you're supposed to just guard the stage. <laughs> Stand there. Don't let somebody walk away with Stand, the stage. Yeah. Stand there and don't interrupt me. Yeah. yeah. So then they, they just hung out and they were just like chatting for an, an hour over on the side and by their cars. They, there were three of them kind of just chatting. And then, uh, yeah. So, but it was it was pretty funny. They were like, wait, so you mean I'm just going to watch that stage? Like, yes, you're, you're just going to watch. I, have you never watched a state? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the life of a security guard's like, but, uh, that'd be a great podcast. Well, <laughs> out is pretty easy. I should have grabbed, I should have been down there and interviewed this person. That'd have been a great sub episode. Just like, here's who watched the stage over Easter. So did you feel like our stage was in safe hands then? Oh, let me tell you, we had two security guards all night long. Oh my gosh. So yes, we had multiple, we had four hands. Keeping that thing safe. And Garrick, how much did that cost? (laughs) (laughs) The very simple answer to that, Hunter. Too much. Too much. (laughs) More than he was comfortable with. So what you're saying is next year, you and Garrison will be out there with baseball bats. Next year, (laughs) we will probably have some trusted congregant or congregants out there just kind of keeping an eye on it. So if you're listening and you want a job next year, March 30th, 2024, you want to stay overnight at at Veterans Park. Looking yep. at you, Ian. You, could, you and your uh, drone. The two oh, yeah. Dude, he could stay in his truck and just fly the drone over like every 20 minutes. Nice. That'd be smart. Yeah, yeah that, from his house. You know, yeah. <laughs> work smarter, not harder. That should be the security guard tagline. It should right? be. You don't have to watch the stage. You can have something else watch the stage that you're watching, and <laughs> oh you, get, you get paid all the same. Too much money, according to Garrick. So heading into Saturday, or heading into Sunday, stage is up. Chairs are going. Nikki, what was the first thing that went wrong? <laughs> Hunter, nothing went wrong. Well, well, I did think the U-Haul would be there a little earlier. <laughs> that is, that is oh, what I wanted. That's what I wanted. That, that was a revenge oh, move right there that you'll learn about in early June. We were fine. <laughs> that really got me, yeah. Uh, so so the U-Haul gets there two to seven hours late. <laughs> No, no, no. I just, we just had to do things in a different order. It was fine. Yeah. Totally worked out. So it was totally fine. Not a big deal. Garrick. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) I called Nikki and asked Nikki, hey, would you rather have the U-Haul there earlier? But you need this check for the chairs. So which is most important? And she said, why don't you go by the office and write the check and then bring the U-Haul over? And I said, okay, Nikki. (laughs) 
And then I got blasted for it. So let me tell you this, listener. Garrick is not smiling right now. No. He is as serious as possible in this moment. This is real drama on the Coastline Covenant podcast. So, so what I'm hearing, if I can play mediator just for a moment, it's we either were going to sit on the wet grass or get the U-Haul there at a certain time. I, it is don't. It's not a big deal. I it, it totally went fine. I don't want to hash this out here, guys. Do you want to hash it out later? Like no, I don't understand. I, I just. I, can we delete all this? Absolutely not. The people need to know. The people need to know their pastors and the U-Haul truck and all of this stuff. So the U-Haul did get there. It in, did. In your defense, and, Eric, and, plenty and, of well, time. It was fine. And in Nikki's defense, it was later than seven a.m. So she's not technically wrong. And also, Garrick, in your defense, if I can come to your defense for a moment, I didn't know it was late because there were a lot of chairs to set up. <laughs> cool. So I was rolling. It was fine. We U-Haul. It, it's not. A, it was fine. U-Haul gets there. Nikki seething angry. She she's <laughs> she's throwing her Starbucks at people. She was not. You wouldn't believe it. I dropped the U-Haul and ran. Yeah, Garrick. It was just. I'm shocked you even showed up. So people start people start getting there, start arriving. What do you guys sense the energy was like right when people started getting there? Like, you know, the the chairs are up, the U-Haul had somehow made it there on time or not, and like things are out. It, when you start seeing those first congregants walk into the park, what was the what was the vibe like? Are we talking volunteers? No, I'm talking like, like, it's like people nine, showing nine up for 15, service. Everything's all set up. What are we? What are we sent? What is the temperature of the space? Everyone seemed really joyful. It was very like, I don't know, lots of big warm hugs mm. and like, this is so cool. That was, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say just anticipation and excitement, right? Like I think like that was the vibe in the space for me, and I think for most people that I was interacting with, like really excited to be there and excited about what was to come. Michael, do you get nervous for Easter? Like I get nervous for Easter? Um, yeah, but I think the fact that I have the day before helps, yeah. helps sure. some because then I, I kind of run through everything. And so sure. um, by the time the day comes, it's, it's not quite as nerve wracking because that's part of it for me like as everybody starts showing up like their excitement is such an encouragement to me like oh this is going to be great so but that's part of it because i come in going i don't know how this is going to go i don't know what's going to happen so the good vibe from people man it makes such a big difference for me i was just wondering if it did for you yeah yeah it totally did actually what was really fun was watching all these kids in their sunday best just running around the park like yeah. on the grass and just chasing each other around like that was the the energy i was getting beforehand was like this is familial and just kids having a good time kids like the park as much as i do so yeah that was the vibe i got wait hold on kids like the park as much are you playing at the park the all kids the time? like the park more than me dude that park is awesome are you kidding me you get to see the ocean right there that's the best park you go there know. a lot with your family oh yeah yeah so that's our I, that's our i mean every day every friday is daddy day and I walk them down to the park every Friday. So it felt like home field advantage for you. Home always. field advantage, man. Yeah, that feels yeah. good. You get to see the ocean. You're like, I'm here every <laughs> Friday. I know exactly what this space is like. Yeah. Yeah. So, Michael, from your perspective, like the service starts, you know, we're, we're launching to worship. You break a guitar string. Oh, like, right. right. That away. thought is like, is that you thinking, OK, this is where the rest of the day is going to go? Or you're like just a small bump in what will otherwise be a very celebratory day. No, I just laughed. I mean, it's just it. Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. I literally did like two two downstrokes, and boom, my 
my string broke. And and the funny thing is the day before I kept thinking, man, should I change a string my strings or not? And I kept thinking I don't want to change them because I don't want my my guitar to be brighter mm-hmm. on Sunday than it was during rehearsal. So I should have changed them like last week or like earlier in the week and didn't. And so then it was like, should I change them? I don't know. And then it broke. So I don't know. I mean, it's, I think the great thing is that, uh, so JP RMD said in everyone's in years, all right, guys, Michael broke a string. So I'm going to be playing a little bit more. Everyone covered, cover the acoustic because the acoustic's not going to be working as well. And I think our sound guy immediately pulled my acoustic down in the mix. And so I was able to just be supported by my great team <laughs> and not worry too, too much about it. That's a good metaphor, I think, for the whole day, like being supported by a team, being supported by everybody else. That's awesome. Um, and did you change it during the sermon? <laughs> yeah, I just walked walked back with my guitar and changed it behind the stage. So not like people, if they didn't, they didn't know that no, they, no one would They really probably saw know. me bop, bopping my head up and down back there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because I was, was, gonna, was I distracting Sean? No, well, I'm preaching. I don't know what. Well, you're I, don't doing. Know. I don't I'm know. I'm in my own universe. <laughs> you could be doing whatever you want to do back there, and I have no clue. Well, well that's I, what I was gonna say. I was gonna say if you weren't paying, I want to hear you know your your review of the sermon, yeah, knowing that you it. weren't listening. Yeah. Did you come to faith? Oh no, I was listening. I was right there. How could I not listen? <laughs> oh, it was great. Came <laughs> Sean, to faith again and again. Yeah, <laughs> Sean. From your perspective, Easter is an interesting sermon. It's like you kind of have to hit the 40,000 foot view of Easter and mm-hmm. the gospel, but there's also people who go to coastline there. And so there's some sort of like pastoral interaction that you have with them and every other Sunday. So let me ask you this, the balance that you have to strike between this is a come to Jesus sermon. And this yeah. is a sermon for people in my church. Like, how do you find that balance? And then secondly, how do you feel like your sermon was, how do you feel like you self did? Review. Self me, yeah, Yelp self, review my sermon, self Yelp review your sermon. Uh, the balance is really hard. Uh, I'll say this because I think um, in a way this is like the biggest day of the year for the, for the church. And so you want to talk to Christians because this is their holiday. This is about their faith and you want it to build their faith in him. And yet you can't get away from the fact that most, like if most visitors come to church on Christmas and Easter. So you also want to talk to them. And I feel like in different years I've done, I've kind of walked that balance beam and fallen off either side. Uh, this year, I was really intentional wanting to make a clear call to faith, knowing that we were going to be out in public and that there'd be more people like that. And so I tried to lean more towards um, the guest, the newcomer, um, or I, it, what I really had in my mind that was the person maybe who's come to Coastline four or five times knowing that they need church, but they haven't really made a commitment to Christ. That was the person at the front of my mind was... Um, I want to be, I want something spiritual, but I don't know what to do next. So. Interesting. And so is the goal then for Easter people coming back to coastline or is the goal for Easter, like people enjoying their Sunday? Like as you, as you think about when you preach what you want people to come away with on Easter, what is it? Okay. This is probably the wrong answer. No, <laughs> no, no. The the thought that I have, the guiding thought that I have for everything that's happening on Easter is is my worship of Christ as I preach. I want to worship Christ as I preach. And I want to tell the story truthfully and hopefully. That is like the driving thing. And, and not to be excellent by anybody's standards of nice sermon that got a, 
uh, two thumbs up. But for me to feel like I gave Christ the glory that he was due, that is my only standard that I have is, God, did I honor you with all that you've done for me? And whatever else happens outside of that, I'm generally okay with it. But that is the drive that I have that entire week. So it's not really like result driven as much as it's process driven in my own worship. And if I can do that, then I feel good about whatever happens on Easter because it's very hard to quantify what happens on Easter because there's so many people. You're in an outdoor venue. Then there's the Easter egg hunt. You never know how it goes. I don't even get a chance to really see the tent. You see people make it back for a commitment to faith. So it could only be, God, that's all I can do for you and you have to do everything else. That was, you made it sound like yeah. it was going to be a bad answer, and that was a great answer. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say. You set I'm, it up like it was, you were about to say something Well, only crazy. because, yeah, you're right. I was like, Imagine being like, yeah, this is the wrong answer. I just want to worship Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you asked such a good question, and I felt like I should have a thoughtful answer to it, but the honest response was, I don't think about it that way. Even yeah. though your question was brilliant. There you go. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Garrick, as somebody who, you know, I think I can kind of look to you in any kind of given event and ask you what you feel like the spiritual essence, the spiritual, I keep saying temperature, just kind of the, the spiritual climate of an event. What would you say the difference between Veterans Park and Peninsula in terms of like the spiritual vibe is? Um, well, that's a good question. I, I don't know if the... It, the vibe, I, w- I would say, my first response would be that it was similar and yet a little different. Similar in the sense of, like, I, I feel like our previously celebrated two Easter's were extremely joyful, and this was in that vein, in that stream. Like, people were just very joyful to be there, particularly, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but all of our great congregants who volunteered their time, energy, and effort, so much joy coming from there. So that was similar. I think what was different was the the massive public witness that Sean was referring to when he was thinking about his sermon. Um, and so I think that changes kind of the feel that everybody has. And in some ways, you're a little bit intimidated maybe, um, but in other ways, you're excited about what could happen, right? Because as, as Sean said, like, we're there trying to glorify Christ. We're hoping that... Um, People will hear the message of Christ and want to respond to it in some way, shape, or form, but obviously we don't control that response. So all we can do is what we always do every week, which is do our best to partner with God and the Spirit and set the table. And I felt like we did a great job setting the table. I mean, that goes back from like planning that happens weeks and weeks before with Nikki and Rochelle and their team, and then happens that morning of execution of people showing up with setting up chairs and all of the, the welcome tables and everything that goes into it. So I, I would say that the temperature there again was, was joy mm-hmm. and expectancy. Like this is kind of fun because it's one thing that's really fun about church is, you know, whatever's going to happen, you're hopefully tuned into the reality that God is present amongst his people. And it's really fun to take his people out to a public venue, like a park and say, Hey, God is here and we as his people are a physical manifestation of that biblical truth. And to be able to visually be part of that or visually see that and to be experientially part of that, I think is a huge thing. So I hope that everybody who came experienced in rather a large way or some small way, that reality. Like the, the final thing I'd say is I know like Dan Relino, who was a, mm-hmm. what was his, he was a, 
he had a vest on. He had a, yeah, those he lovely. Yeah, he was roaming. Yeah. So he's kind of a roaming greeter, security. He he ended up praying with an individual that was just not planning on being there. Was just kind of standing on the fringes, watching the whole thing as we were setting up. Dan struck up a conversation with him and got an opportunity to pray with him. So those are the things where it's kind of like those Acts eight thirty eight moments where it's like God's doing stuff. We've we've shown up and he's doing his thing. Mm. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I felt there's a huge sense of expectancy. I love that. And I think with something like Easter, it's so forward facing and it is so spiritual, but it's also like as spiritual as as it is, it's logistical administrative. And so Rochelle and Nikki, I want to give you guys an opportunity a little bit like in the planning processes, I think I can go through and say, hey, this week was, you know, what, what did you do that week? What did you do that week? How, what did you plan at that meeting or this meeting? But I want to ask you guys like spiritually, what were you guys in feeling in your own hearts heading towards Easter? I think it's easy to ask like Sean or Garrick or Michael, like, hey, you know, what was, what was the spirit doing in your life as you were prepping a sermon? But what was the spirit doing in you guys as you were doing more of like the execution admin parts of Easter? I think like we have a team that got together every Tuesday afternoon to plan and we carve out significant time in those meetings to pray. Um, and you could tell everybody's prayers were, it isn't to have a fun event, right? It's that God uses the event mm-hmm. for his glory. And yeah. so it's wanting to see this actually be worth it somehow, not just that like, yeah. I want kids to have fun at an egg hunt, but there's a reason we're doing it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. anybody can put on an egg hunt. A non-believer can throw on an incredible egg hunt, probably better than we can, right? But like, <laughs> but it, it's just, you want it to be more than that, right? There's a purpose yeah. behind it. So mm-hmm. it, it was just, that's always in the back of your mind, I think. Yeah, I think um, for me, like when I reflect on those early planning meetings, um, I don't, our team this year for that, that group of shout them out. Who is it? Awesome, like insane. Just Tiffany Adams, Ashley Varhees, Rochelle, Jenny, Jenny. Kaki, um, Michelle Stout jumped in a couple times. It, it was just the greatest. Yeah, team just so top tier. Um, and I think from the get go, that team just felt so cohesive, mm. and yet it felt very one in spirit. Where our our thoughts and our goal for what we wanted um, and our heart for what we wanted all felt very much in alignment with each other. Um, so it made all the planning and the little details of decision-making just, we kind of blew through it um, in a way that I was not expecting. Mm. And I think it, it brought a lot of joy, um, I think, to all of us in the process. But I think it's special for people to hear that, like just as much as execution and planning would go into making a a sermon or a sermon series or curriculum. Like you guys have that same mentality for planning Easter. And so like as at Coastline, you know, we say we pray before we plan. We want to be spirit seeking. Like that goes from the service to planning the service, which is awesome. And I think that's why it went so well because it was saturated in this. We are going towards this goal of not just having a fun event and getting a million people there, but we want to glorify God and, we want to worship Christ. Sean's that the right answer, or is that the wrong answer? <laughs> Michael, from your from your point of view, you have to do something really unique, which is like craft a set list. And so, I think I asked you this last year, but if if I and if I did, I apologize for repeating myself. But like, what is your ratio of like, you know, bangers to like okay Easter songs? Deep cuts. Yeah, like the deep cuts. 
you know, how, how do you craft a set list? Again, kind of like Sean's thinking about, you know, people are here visiting, but there's also coastline family members here who want to be led to a deeper place. On your perspective, from, from where you stand, what is the set list drafting like? Are you thinking, okay, we're going to only do Amazing Grace and How Great Is Our God so people <laughs> can sing? Or is it like, no, we're going to do, we're going to do all the words. Yeah, well, I, I think, uh, you know, for those of you who were here a month ago, at Coastline, you probably noticed that some of the songs that we played on Easter were being previewed then. And so there was a process of of trying to get us ready for Easter. Um, our theme this year for Easter was This Glorious Day. And so we aptly sang the song Glorious Day. Um, and I, our, our congregation, though that song's not, not new, it's new to us. It's newer to us. And so I had to teach that about a month and a half ago so that we were ready for Easter by the time we got here. And I had to do that in the middle of Lent, which was really a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's an upbeat song. There's like a, there's even like a, a, not like it's not call and response, but I mean, they play it at Hume and the, the kids like mo- go, they go mosh, quote unquote mosh at that point <laughs> um, to that song. And like, I can imagine the fasting week, people are like not interested in, in yeah. moshing. I ran out of that grave while I'm fasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I think like there's a process of, of trying to have, have my mind around it early enough so that there's like intentionality once we get there um and then like on top of that like wanting to not just have a bunch of new songs wanting to have songs that people can say that i love that song like when we when we play um you know god so loved we play that song all the time at coastline when you play that in the park it's like oh this is familiar territory for me i'm not feeling like i'm 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 only singing brand new songs or songs that only come around on easter um, and yet then there's songs like resurrecting, which once it does come around on Easter, you're like, yes, I'm so glad we're singing that song. Cause I love that song yeah. and it doesn't come out enough. So, um, so yeah, trying to, trying to balance that out a bit. Um, but wanting everything to, to point us back to the resurrection of Christ. It was a great set list resurrecting man. What a good song. Great ending song. It obviously fits perfect for Easter, but I don't think anybody would be bummed if that started making its way into rotation. This song's had some longevity. Like we've yeah. been doing that song for years. Now. You could it's honestly push so out. Good. You yeah. could push out like four or five songs that you play every week for that one. Honestly, I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it right all now. hail King Jesus. All hail King oh, Jesus. Yeah. I had a funny moment. I had a funny moment with someone about all hail King Jesus this this Easter Sunday. Someone said, "Could you imagine not being a Christian? How weird that song would sound to you." I was what about, about the, blood, the, the blood? The blood? The blood? That yeah, honestly. Would be- just That'd like, be way weirder. Christianity is yep. strange. Yeah. From the outside looking in, people are like, okay, you guys have fun at your park worshiping your blood and we're going to go do something else, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. I, the set list was great. I have privileged information where I have the, the uh, flash drive with all of the songs still on it. So if I want to ever just go dip back into the well, I totally can. Last question, just in terms of like reviewing and looking at the, the day the obviously the difference between this year and last year was not only the venue, but like the Easter egg hunt day. And so the Easter egg hunt last year was on Saturday. It was pretty focused. You know, this is what we're doing this day ended up being after the Easter service really quick. Rochelle, Nikki regret or not regret that you had it after the service. Zero regrets. Zero regrets. Zero. Love it. I loved it. You loved it. Nikki did not say anything. Oh, cause she, I'd agree. <laughs> Yeah. I just was waiting yeah. for it to be actually, no, it I good. hated it. No, it was, I mean, it was way easier to, to do one day than two. So, yeah. What was the, uh, like takeaway from the Easter egg hunt? I think last year the takeaway was chaos. I think we were saying like, that was nuts. What was the takeaway for you guys this year? 10,000 eggs was plenty of eggs. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. second, yeah. that second packing yeah. party, guys, we didn't really yeah. need it. You guys stopped all <laughs> yeah. those eggs yeah. and 
the kids felt the joy. <laughs> Our kids were egg rich. Garrett, yes. tell that story about the kids and the number oh, of Oh, yeah. I, w- I went around kind of the edge of the park of the families, you know, that had a bunch of kids that had participated in the egg hunt. And, and one kid was seriously, like, buried <laughs> buried and swimming <laughs> in eggs. Like, he was having a swim party. And I, I got down on my knees and I said, man, you have so many eggs. And uh, how many did you get? And he had counted them. 90. 90, 90 eggs. eggs. <laughs> but here's the deal. Like, way more than one kid ever needs. But... The look of joy on his face and then looking at his parents, like happy kids equals happy parents. And if anything, it's a small gesture of generosity and blessing that's gone along with this message that Jesus is loving and Jesus matters. Yeah. And Rochelle had a point. She said it several times off air, obviously, but like the overstuffing of the eggs, the the surplus of eggs we had made it really fun to you have to tell kids like, oh, you can only take six eggs. Like yeah. the, the yeah. joy was better. When I, there was a moment where I looked and we still had two giant cartons of eggs and all the volunteers looked at me and they were like, Rochelle, what are we going to do? Like, are we, are we <laughs> jumping these? And I just looked around and I was like, well, and I turned on the the megaphone and I just said, unlimited eggs. And the kids all screamed and were like, yes. And it was pure mayhem, but also joy. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. It was fun. It was I good, heard another funny time. story from uh, the morning, which is that because we packed the eggs at tables, the tables got the same sort of candy and those candies went in the same bin. I think it was like my nephew, like Henry or something. Opened up his eggs, had 30 eggs, and the same candy was in all of them. And it was all spearmint lifesavers. Oh. <laughs> 30 eggs all for the spearmint lifesavers. That's like getting a stocking full of coal on Christmas. It's like you were bad yeah, this Easter. That means Here you is. them all from the same area, too. I know, right? right? Like I was like, how gross. That's great. Gross. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Henry hates Easter now. <laughs> yeah, very fresh <laughs> breath, though. Really in 10 yeah. years, he's going to be mayor of Redondo, and Coastline's going to try to do, or 10, 15 years, we're going to try to do the Veterans Park, and he's going to veto it. He's like, that one Easter, I only got spearmint. Spearmint mints. Like getting socks for Christmas. Yeah. Nothing but socks. Yeah, which, I mean, <laughs> the older you get, the more important socks become. So yeah. turns out. I'm not going to hate socks. So let's let's talk about just the, the, the thesis that we've been saying is just the volunteers, volunteers, volunteers. Like, they all made this thing happen. And so let's talk just a little bit, like, and this is so taboo to kind of do, but, like, one or two people that come to mind uh, that when you think about Easter 2023, like, they'll come in your head. And obviously – the, the volunteer list was large and there's not going to, we're not going to hit everybody, but these are just like people you had personal experiences with people that you were ending up talking to a lot. Like I said, Luke Vera Lambert, Luke Meganson, who's one of my old impact yeah. guys. He, Luke Meganson was MVP. he was there setting up chairs, which is super funny. And then, um, I got to yeah. say, Carl, the chair guy Ugh. just kept looking at him he and, and, and he's just like moving chairs. And what I loved about him is he was just like, it wasn't enough to just move the chair at the right angle. He had to move all the chairs. It had to be done perfectly. He had just had such a value for making sure it looked great and it ended up looking great. So those are the three that immediately come to mind. Garrick, what about you as you think about the volunteer Easter? Oh man, so many places to go. Uh, shout out to Nikki first. Like Nikki gets paid. Nikki next, organized. Next, next. <laughs> Listen, Nikki organized the whole thing so everybody could succeed and did such a tremendous job that we had people respond saying not only was the event great in its feel, but so highly organized. So props MVP. props to Nikki on that. Um, I, I would say as far as uh, congregants go, um, I was really impressed with, uh, I think it was Luke and Nathan and Michelle who were like putting up the artwork 
which oh, yeah. is a big deal as far as feel and people looking at it and telling the Easter story. And it was a nightmare to try to like set up and get the stakes in and try to hang the flag. And, and they just, they wouldn't quit. They like went through two mallets breaking and they just kept, continue to find a way of like, we're going to make this work even though it's not easy. Um, I, I thought that was fantastic. And then also, um, you know, shout out to the De La Peñas again for like hoofing food and water and, we all just know like food goes such a long way in us being generous and welcoming and really appreciated everything that was donated to make that happen. And then what was lugged to, to be there and the food. Yeah. The food was huge. Jenny cocky with the, the cold brew. Come oh, on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. I was, I was hyped. I was, yeah. I was energetic that day. Rochelle, give me some volunteer love. Oh man. <laughs> um, I think Ashley Varhees just, I, cannot express how much I really love her. So there's such a funny moment when I, we were leaving. It was like probably Easter had been done for an hour. We're cleaning up and she comes up to you. I don't, I was eavesdropping. I was like walking by you guys and she's like, we did it. We did it. And you're like, yeah, we did it. Hey, do you want to do VBS? <laughs> and then she goes, I already signed up. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. I, just I was, I was trying to find the right moment to ask because I'd been meaning to ask. And I was like, man, she's she just worked really hard for us. And I was like, but I really need to start planning BBS. And I really <laughs> need her to be helping me. And right now is the time. We're both exhausted. We've been here all day. I know. You want to do BBS? And she'd already signed up. She's such sweet. a trooper, though. Can't say no on Easter. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. Easter, have to say yes. Because Jesus said yes to resurrecting. All right, Get let's pray. Uh, Nikki, I mean, you're the volunteer. You're the queen of the volunteers. Yeah, I mean, how do I... I choose volunteers. First of all, the staff did, I can't believe how much each of you took on throughout the weeks leading up to it. That that was pretty incredible for me to feel the support of that. Um, and I think, you know, you guys are all saying names that I would throw out. So, um, but also the the welcome, we, we had like a combined team where we had the ushers welcome team and then you saw people in yellow vests and we called them roamers for the day. So that team all gathered the uh, over Zoom Thursday night beforehand, and we we met and talked through all the roles, and um, it just was the way that team is willing to pivot and jump in where needed, and mm-hmm. just look and go, okay, there there's a gap over here, so I know I was supposed to be here, but I'm going to go fill it in, and I'm not going to ask anybody, I'm just going to do it right. Mm-hmm. So it just like that team was stellar. Jenny was and Chad and Sharon kind of were heading that group up but they just all of them everybody who helped at the welcome tents and to have that smiling welcoming face when you walk in who's jumping in to make sure that you know where to go is such a big deal and and so they're kind of the like face when you first come in right and they were they were amazing and didn't a lot of those people that were working the welcome tents just stay there the whole time yeah yeah so they had a very different easter experience Mm-hmm. For the sake of continuing to do their role of serving by welcoming well, yeah. come on which just now. speaks well of like come on now the hearts of our our congregants are amazing. Yeah, yeah, and they they took the initiative to then walk through the park and make sure all those kids felt invited to the egg hunt, even though they weren't at the service. Right, like you just watch them kind of going, "How do I serve God right now?" And they're not checking in to look for permission; they're just doing it. And I. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I was walking to the bathroom, I think, during the last worship song, and Michelle Schlechter was out there in the uh, like the jungle gym handing out things for kids. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I never would have thought of that. Like, there are kids on the periphery here that are going to join the Easter egg hunt. It's awesome. Yeah, I was watching Chad, and he was, like, anticipating needs the entire service. Like, yep. 
okay, I'm out of kids' bags. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get more kids' bags. I'm going to go, like, and he was just bouncing around all over the place. But it was constantly interacting with people and Mm -hmm. making sure that Mm -hmm. they were good, which was awesome. That's lovely. Yeah. Sean, Michael? Yeah, I I was going to say Chad because there's a moment I finish preaching. I come off the stage. I'm standing off to the side. I see Chad walking across, like, the grass towards me. And I think, oh, he's got a knee. He needs help with something. I'm like, hey, what's up? And he just says, hey. And he walks right past me because he saw someone on the periphery who he thought needed a like a brochure. And he went and handed it to him. And I was like, oh, I'm so grateful for that. Hey. Like, just <laughs> I love one that. of the things I've said this, the t- Garrick's heard me say it a lot. I just, I'm really focused on us becoming a warmer church. That's something I'm really praying towards. And to see somebody taking the initiative in that, I was just like, it was something I've been praying about. Seeing Chad do it, I was totally blessed by it. Gene Chow. Uh, packing Tetris the King. van. Tetris King. And I totally oh. appreciated that. Um, Nathan Esther is always a workhorse in getting things done for us. Appreciate Nathan. Um, and and again, seeing like the welcome team organizing themselves, having a meeting without us at the front of the stage. Oh, that was before. so funny. And Garrick and I are looking at each other like, I think we're supposed to be there. No, we don't. Yeah. They're leading themselves. We walked up. <laughs> somebody on stage was like, uh, was it you? You're like, hey, uh, volunteers up front. On st- Someone's like volunteers yeah, front yeah. of the stage. And so I walked up to be with all the volunteers praying. And Jenny was like, oh, no, this is for the welcome team. Like, you're not needed. And I was like, oh, okay, geez. <laughs> this is going to be on the podcast. Michael, what about you? So I don't think this is in your your job description, but uh, leaf blowing the stage, Sean, was a was a highlight for me. You yeah. know, watching you just leaf blow the stage so that it was it was nice and dry for us. We wouldn't be slipping on the stage. Uh, three other people, three other people, um, Steve and Allison Keith, who got me my my tea so that I I could sing. Thank you both very much for that delicious tea. And then the last one. Um, so we just watching our prayer team step into prayer beforehand was amazing. And they just, they were out there praying over seats all just right away, which was amazing. But one specific prayer team member really stood out and that was Dan Sullivan. And here's why. So uh, we're, you know, in the early morning, we're, we're out there, we start rehearsing and um, halfway through our rehearsal, there was like a, a, a kind of a natural break for some reason. And so we were taking a, taking like, three minutes to take a break. Well, this lady walks up and she says, what time is your service? I, I really want to come. And I said, well, it's at 10. She said, oh, I can't come. She says, but that, it just sounds so amazing. I was not planning on coming this way. I was planning on going a different direction. Um, but then I heard the music and, and God just said, go that way. So I started walking that way. And now here I am and I'm listening to this music and I don't know what God's doing, but I just, I feel like I, I'm supposed to be here right now. And I, I'm not going to make it for the service. We have, we have a, a family get together at 10. And I said, well, um, you know, that's awesome. I'm so glad you you're here right now. Well, Dan sees this thing happening and he just, he, he in, intuits, I should be there. So he walks all the way halfway across the park to get where I was. And he, he, he just kind of slyly comes up next to us and he just gives me the eye like, Hey, I'm here. If you need me, I'm ready. And so I, I just very, I said, Hey, would you like some prayer? And she goes, I would love that. And I'm like, well, I have a rehearsal to do, but this is Dan. And I was able to just introduce her to him right away. And he's like, yeah, I'm a part of the prayer team. And he just so seamlessly Mm. made that really not uncomfortable and made it really great and takes her to the back. I could finish my rehearsal. And then, and then halfway through the rest of my rehearsal, I see 
like a few of our prayer team members praying over this lady. And it was just such a cool way to start our day. Like when you talk about what was the vibe going in for me, Hunter, it was like, man, just watching our prayer team pray over this lady before we've even preached one word. Like <laughs> we've got people getting prayed for in the park that, that don't, don't attend coastline. And who knows? I don't even know if she goes to church, who knows, but mm. she just, God led her there. So really cool. Thanks, Dan. That's a great story, man. And I just, that's kind of how I want to end. Like, what, in your opinion, was the biggest win of Easter? When you think back at maybe in a year or so, if we're rehashing this this Easter Sunday, and you think, well, it was you know, a lot of things, but there was that one thing that happened that really made it a big, big success. What would it be for you guys? I think the resurrection of Christ <sighs> is what made it stand out for me. Huh? And we'll see you next week and every single week. <laughs> 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 How do you answer that? Like, <laughs> You're supposed to preface that with a real, I have a really bad answer for you. Yeah, I have you. a terrible <laughs> answer. It's the gospel. <laughs> well, Jesus. The one thing that happened on that Sunday that made the not whole day stand Sunday, out. Not that Sunday, this Sunday, the one that we had, not the one all those years ago. But I think that is like a huge one, Michael. Like, Mm -hmm. The big win is like, talk about being a warm church. Like this woman just walking in a park and she gets prayed for in a super meaningful way. You know, that, that is a huge win. That's new life at coastline, right? Maybe it's not new life that begins or like, you know, culminates in coastline, but it's like new life that comes through mm -hmm. coastline. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a huge win. Yeah. I think for me, I would say just the public witness. Like I got, I felt like we got the opportunity to take what we do on a weekly basis in church and move it outside for the world to not only see, but to participate in if they choose to do so. And I think that's a, a major win because I, I like who we are. I'm excited about who we already are and who we're becoming. And I think that's a great opportunity for people to get a taste of what I would consider the goodness of Christ and not just something about, oh, this is what it means to be a Christian that I'm hearing from the news or social media or my friends or wherever it might be. So I, I was super excited about the public witness. Love that. So you mean the sirens are going, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the One of the funny ones for me is Sweet Caroline being played at the end. Oh, yeah. And I've already told you guys about it. For That was meaningful to me only because <laughs> that is not the song that you're supposed to play as a as a Easter service ends. It was 100% the wrong song to play. It was the sound guy picked it himself, and it was like, I mean, I'm, I've been trained by Byron to do things perfectly, right? And that was not perfect. And there became this moment of like, someone needs to stop this. Someone needs to go put on some Petra. I don't know. Something has to be played, Gosh, but Petra. not Petra. Petra. Wow. <laughs> Something, wow. anything oh, about Jesus needs to be played. Up. But it was one of those moments where our people started laughing then dancing and then singing. And it was a moment that revealed the culture of coastline, which is just a lot of joy, mm -hmm. a lot of happiness and a not there's like the opposite of perfection. We're not trying to be perfect. And I just, it's one of those moments I grabbed onto. I'm like, this is perfect. Hey, Michael, are you going to tell him? Tell him what? That was that was our playlist. That was my playlist. Wait, wait. <laughs> that was our playlist. Michael and I made the Easter post church playlist. Are you serious? Hundred yeah. percent. Why did you do that? Because we can. So you could have you that could. moment, Sean. We can. I like how my when it's a, Jesus moment was just a Hunter and Michael moment. I like how when it's the sound guy, it's like, oh, that was great. But when Hunter your, and Michael do it, we get publicly scolded. Was 
Sweet Caroline? No, it was yeah. called it was what called was the Easter Egg Express what was, Spotify playlist. What was the second song? The second song was more <laughs> I insane. I, no, the worst was. I thought it was great. The worst cringy moment. The I'm, lady, just, I'm just gonna re- yeah. I'm gonna reveal the lady it. Marmalade. Yeah. Was Le- Lady Dude. Marmalade? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Voulez-vous Cachet? Green. <laughs> was that one? I had to go over and be like, "Yeah, man, we need to change that." And the sound guy was like, "What is it? Too dirty?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and I picked yeah, it. Is. You should have said, "Well, can, you oh know." <laughs> Michael walks into I my did, office I did on Thursday. And I have been recording a hundred podcasts last the week. The truck was an awkward moment on this podcast. Michael comes to my office and he <laughs> says, "I coming? need an Easter playlist." And I said, "Let's just look one up on Spotify, search it, send it to him." And the only feedback that he really gave me, and this is 100% true, he goes into his office for like five minutes. Again, I'd been recording like a billion podcasts that week. Like my brain is fried. It's like six o'clock at this point. We had just recorded a podcast together yeah. and he comes back in my office after we look at the playlist and he's like, have you ever heard of Claro? She's on this playlist. I'm like, oh yeah, Claro rocks. And he played the song. He's like, that's not the Easter vibe. I'm going to cut it. And I was like, all right, man, you do you. Didn't even know what other songs were on the playlist. Whatever. I do it again in a heartbeat. They're all like 70s and yeah, 80s fine, and 90s Sean. hits that everyone knows. I you love, know what? I, I, kept, really... I looked over and uh, Therese Manning was dancing her heart out as she was tearing down the uh, the trash cans. And it was- New it tradition. Was, Sweet yeah. Caroline every year now. I'm just obsessed from... with the idea that if the sound guy did it, it's a Jesus moment. But if Michael and Hunter did it- <laughs> Hunter and Michael's music machine playlist. Yeah, I like, just love when you looked over and you went, are we going to tell him, Michael? Yeah. I, I had wait. no idea what was going to there. I couldn't Okay, wait. it was songs like Ain't No Mountain High Enough yeah, was, and The yeah. Locomotion, The he Twist. The Locomotion? The Twist. Dude, The Twist. It's called Easter Egg Express. Honestly, some of those songs, some of those songs are Look more- Look it up on Spotify. It's great. Are more appropriate than some of the weird Surfing worship Ryan, songs I'm sorry. Did. I tried my best. Oh, my okay, gosh. Okay, dude. All right. You're Nikki, being dramatic. Nikki, what are some wins for you? Oh, um, I think I loved after everything was done and- um. So many people had told me they're not going to stay through the egg hunt and that they were just going to leave. And yet, 30 minutes after the service has ended, egg hunt's over. And you look around and people are just yeah. hanging out. Like, it was just like... Fully family. It was. It, and I that's my favorite part of Coastline. And so to look around and just see people just being family together on Easter was just a great, really fun moment. Nice. Any other wins? I do want to do a little, another shout out. I don't know if we did this, but there were some ladies who came and they passed out a lot of flyers. Uh, Joyce and Susan Mm -hmm. passed out so many. I mean, we had 500. They passed out hundreds? I I think Joyce might have single-handedly passed out 300 flyers door to door. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Which I just, I just love getting to see people's heart for wanting, you know evangelism and wanting people to come so love it love it well easter 2023 holy week all of it in in the books in the bag it's over on to the next thing which is what vbs vbs all right well shameless plug we'll check in with you later then rochelle about vbs but hey thanks guys thanks coastline and thanks coastline family all the listeners who helped make easter incredible we really appreciate it we could not do without you and uh, yeah, what a fun, fun time! And uh, we're gonna, we're gonna just let Sweet Caroline play us out, <laughs> and Sean can praise Christ for His resurrection and Sweet Caroline from the Sound Guy. Oh my gosh.